Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. This is my least favorite topic. I am not looking forward to this conversation, but we got to have it, I think. There is uh, some news out there, some reporting about, uh, not an outbreak, that's a little strong, but some issues within the Ole Miss program, and they are not alone. COVID is possibly threatening, to some degree, bowl season. To some degree. How serious is it? We're going to talk about that. This morning, on top of a couple other things, bowl season has been wildly successful in terms of viewership and things like that. And also, I'm going to draw a comparison to the Egg Bowl. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw me do that yesterday already. But uh, we got a lot to talk about this morning, and glad that uh, that you guys are with me. My name again, as always, is Michael Borky, and I'm very, very happy to see you guys. Just a few days before Christmas, and uh, something that I ordered a long time ago ships last week and is still not here and i'm worried about its arrival (laughs) so get your christmas shopping done if you haven't already because uh i i'm telling you i ordered this thing a couple months ago and still nothing i mean i got the uh it was expected by two days ago and it's still not here so hopefully you guys are having better luck with the uh, the shipping department than I am because that thing that's like the centerpiece of the Christmas present to Mrs. Borky and uh, it's not here yet so it needs to hurry up. Hopefully you guys got all your Christmas shopping done and uh, if you're traveling, I know a lot of people are starting to travel already. Uh, I will not be until next week, but if you guys are traveling, be safe. Saw in the news this morning that uh, car travel is up like. Over thirty percent. So traffic's going to be a mess. Flying is going to be a mess right now. Uh, so hope you guys are are safe and thankful that you're with me at least uh, three days before Christmas. T says good morning. Good morning. Glad to see you. Zach said it would be a shame if only bowl games and NFL stadiums got canceled. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did see some people that were worried about you know what the mayor of New Orleans could do and could she shut down and make the Sugar Bowl. Uh, no fans. I don't think that's going to happen, but I mean, who knows? Uh, the, the um, There's a lot of hysterics going on out there, and I agree, though. This is it, this is the worst topic. It, it absolutely is the worst topic. So we'll start with something positive about bowl season. How's that? We'll start with something positive. It's a massive success so far. When you have people – no, let me give you the numbers first. Eight of the nine bowl games that have been played so far have eclipsed one million viewers – uh, and the only one that has not, I think, was the Bahamas Bowl, and it was up over 800,000 viewers. And that was in the middle of the afternoon on a workday for most people, and they still eclipsed 800,000 viewers. They are averaging right now 2 million viewers per bowl game. And remember, these are the bad bowl games. These are not the good ones, although last night was two uh, double-digit win teams going at it. But still, these are not the good bowl games. The best 
matchup was last night, UTSA and San Diego State. The next best matchup was BYU and uh, UAB. And that's it so far. Uh, They're averaging 2 million viewers per game. Eight of the nine are over 1 million. The only one, like I said, was over 800,000. That is up 31% so far from 2019. So bowl games are a uh, a massive success so far this season. Mine is two, T, by the way. Bowl mania, it just, the, it's just over. Uh, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> I'm not an expert like the people out in the desert are, or some of you would probably think I'm not one in any case. But, uh, yeah, these early bowl games never go well for me because I have no idea what I'm like. I saw my first snap of Wyoming football for the season yesterday. I mean, that's, that's really how this has gone. Um, but when people scream and cry and carry on about how there's too many bowl games, if there were too many bowl games, then people wouldn't watch. Or you shouldn't watch. If you think that there's too many, it's just participation trophies, then don't watch because the only reason why they exist to this level is because you people watch these games at a level that no other programming can reach. Like, it's NFL, college football, Yellowstone is up there. It does really well, apparently. Uh, So, you know, there's that. But live programming just does not match this time of year this doesn't come close and so that's why they exist so oh there's too many bowl games oh it's just participation trophies this is terrible then don't watch because people are watching at a level that nothing else in television can get and also oh you put 40 points on JSU ooh ooh that's tough um that's tough yeah we had somebody criticizing our um uh, our news department yesterday for reporting the story about the JSU player that got arrested for things he was doing at Southern Cal. It's like, anyway, people are crazy. Sometimes they, uh, they just see what they want to see, but um, you have people in my business uh, with much bigger platforms than mine constantly try to remind everybody that bowl games don't matter right? They're just exhibitions. They don't matter. And you shouldn't play in them. And they are worthless. That's that's a word that I hear a lot. Meaningless bowl games or worthless bowl games. They don't matter. And yet every time I watch one of these games, I see two teams that are locked in, that are playing hard. And then when the game is won, the winning team absolutely loses their mind. Did you see what Tulsa's coach said last night or, or a couple nights ago? Every bit of this matters, he said, while holding a big trophy. Um, Bowl games do matter, clearly, to the guys that are actually playing them. So you have people in my business that are smarter than everybody else screaming and crying, oh, bowl game, they're meaningless, they don't matter, it doesn't matter, there's too many of them, oh, it's stupid, you shouldn't play, you shouldn't care to play in the bowl game with your team, they're just meaningless. So you have these sports media people saying this, but then you have former players talking about how much fun bowl trips were and how much they love playing in them, and then you watch the teams on the field, how much they care about the game and playing in that game and what it means to them, and it's those those two things don't match up. It can be true. Both things can be true that uh, you can understand a decision from a particular player for opting out of the bowl game. Like I, I think Kenny Pickett should play for Pittsburgh. I, I think he should. He brought They're in an access bowl. He should play. Um, 
I support Matt Corral's decision to play. I think it's a good move. Um, I, I support that. I, I respect the reasoning behind it because he said his teammates around him, uh, he wouldn't be in his position without them, so why would he leave them now? I respect the hell out of that. Um, I understand why guys don't do it. We don't need to go down that road uh, again today. So we don't need to go down that road again today. But you you know my stance on it by now if you listen to my content every day. I understand why they don't. I wouldn't give that advice, but I understand why they don't. Um, that can be true, and it also be true that these games matter to the players on the field, and why should anybody else have an opinion about it? You know what I mean? Oh, they don't matter. They're stupid. Players on the field that actually play in these games think they matter and care. It's the damnedest thing. Uh, and I made this point yesterday, and I think it bears repeating. So the Independence Bowl, talk about this on the radio show some. The Independence Bowl averaged over 3 million viewers. That was the uh, the UAB-BYU game. During a workday, I think, if I remember. No, I think that was a Saturday. But... BYU-UAB in the rainy Independence Bowl averaged 3.2 million viewers. That is over 1 million more than the Egg Bowl did on Thanksgiving night. Whether or not you you enjoy Thanksgiving Egg Bowls, I know my colleague Brian Haydad likes Thanksgiving Egg Bowls, and it's just it's been part of his tradition for his whole life, and, and he's cool with it and all that. There are people that live in this state that like it. They spend their day at the tailgate doing Thanksgiving with their family and cousins and all that who are all state fans that go to the junction and do it there. And I'm not talking about those of you that enjoy it for the traditional aspect if you're there. I'm not talking about that. I'm not knocking the people who enjoy it to make that part of your holiday. That's, you know, to each their own in that regard. But the people that try to convince me every year we have this debate that the Egg Bowl gets the most attention because it's the only college football game on at the time, that being on Thanksgiving is great. It gets so much exposure because it's the only college football game on. Uh, that has been debunked, if you will. That That's not the case anymore. Maybe it used to be before the NFL jumped into the fold, but now that the NFL has a night game on Thanksgiving, and for some reason they keep putting the Saints on at night, uh, the benefit to playing the Thanksgiving Egg Bowl has been ruined. It's no longer the case. The Independence Bowl provided more exposure to those two schools than the Egg Bowl. Going against the NFL is a losing proposition. On rivalry weekend, so some of these games were on Saturday, some of these games were on Friday, the Egg Bowl was beaten in viewership by Texas A&M LSU, Cincinnati ECU, North Carolina NC State, Stanford, Notre Dame, Texas, Kansas State, Missouri, Arkansas, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, the Iron Bowl, and Ohio State, Michigan. That is 12 games that outperformed the Egg Bowl in viewership on rivalry weekend. Going against the NFL is a losing proposition, and it's a big-time losing proposition. Maybe the numbers would be relatively similar if the game was played on Saturday, or or Friday, maybe they would, but I promise you that really can't get much worse than this. The Egg Bowl only, only beat Boise State and San Diego State by like 60,000 people. 
Okay. Being on Thanksgiving, the, the exposure benefit has been ruined. So put it on Saturday because it's not going to make a difference in viewership and let your towns and your fans have the full experience. Uh, streaming does get included in this now. It, it does. Yeah, they, they account for streaming audience. Um, that's why when people were doing the whole NFL is failing thing a couple of years ago, um, and they were just looking at the initial numbers and uh, people close to me, if you will, uh, were doing that. They were looking at the preliminary overnights and using that as like the haha see the NFL they uh, let players put a message on their helmet and everybody's tuned out and uh, tried to you know clickbait that into something that wasn't real because the total number hadn't been factored yet it was really dishonest but anyway um yeah so that is factored in now that is factored in now um it's significant to me put it on saturday because you're not going to lose interview any viewership. The exposure argument is is bunk now. It's it's dead. And maybe you can give people a chance to do the holiday and have a full game weekend. Because there are what thousands, there are thousands of empty seats in Starkville on Thanksgiving night. There will be the same in Oxford next year, regardless of how good the teams are. But the. Uh, let your fans have a full game day experience instead of having Thanksgiving and rushing over to the game and not spending a weekend in your town and stuff like that. So anyway, that's uh that is my stance and I'm sticking to it, but really good stuff. I mean, college football is in a great place right now. It really is. Uh, when you have people like Dabo screaming and crying and carrying on about transfer portal and NIL and all that stuff, college football had a, a great year in terms of viewership interest, all that stuff had a really good year. Problem is we might be headed into uh, an unfortunate direction if the trend keeps up. But we'll get to that in a second because I want to get to some of your messages first. Sex says, I love all the hype and people saying that BYU should have been crowned Pac-12 champions and beat by UAB. That says more about the Pac-12 than it does UAB or BYU even. BYU went undefeated, right, against the Pac-12. They have, what, six Pac-12 wins this year? Five Pac-12 wins? Undefeated. Had the best record by win percentage in the Pac-12 this year and lost to UAB. That, to me, says more about the Pac-12 than it does anything else. That league is way behind. Now they've got Lincoln Riley, and we'll see what Oregon's like with with Dan Lanning. Um, I expect them to take a step back because I really believe in Mario Cristobal. I think Mario Cristobal is going to be great at Miami. I think he's going to bring the U back. And in pretty short order, I'm a big believer in him. I think he's great. And I think Miami saved the SEC because he's not Nick Saban. Whoever follows Nick Saban will not be Nick Saban. There is going to be a step down from whoever replaces Nick Saban in Alabama. There will be a step down. He's the greatest of all time. There has to be. This is not a situation where the program wins itself. Does it have more advantages than most? Sure. But you've seen... At Alabama, you've seen at LSU, you've seen at some of these programs that people claim win on their own, not winning on their own. Alabama can't win on its own. Nick, that's that's a product of Nick Saban, what's going on there. So when he leaves, there will be a step down. But I did think that 
Cristobal would have been a guy that they would have targeted, and I think he would have done a really good job and kept the train rolling, albeit slower, but I think he would have been a guy that would have kept Alabama competing for championships on a semi-regular basis. So Miami saved the SEC from what I thought would have been a really good hire for Alabama. Um, Of course, they'll get somebody great because it's a great job, but I'm a big believer in him, and I think Miami saved the SEC. Um, But it's like USC and drop-off. Mississippi State fans are going to see Arizona next year. Wait till you see the talent discrepancy between the two teams next year. It's pretty stark. I mean, I know it's a road game and a hard trip. I mean, if they lose that game, my gosh, because the the talent gap between the two is is going to shock you guys. I think um, Pac-12 is in a bad place right now, really bad place right now. T says if we can't see the new white lids in person, we riot. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I really don't. Uh, but I, I do have. I was talking to somebody a couple days ago about, well, I'm worried the mayor of New Orleans is going to shut everything down before the Sugar Bowl. I don't think they can do that. I think it's too late for that. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. I think it's too late for that. Um, You know, you may have to show a Vax card to get into restaurants. But I did talk to somebody who's been there recently, and they said most places just do that, just and they'll let you in. I mean, they don't even really care. It's just something that they they have to do, but the vast majority of places won't even look. So um, I think there's some fan hysterics going on that aren't really rooted in reality, but yeah, those lids are sweet. And I said this on the radio show yesterday, but most of you I've gathered don't listen to the radio show. There are a segment of Ole Miss fans that hate the powder blue. And they say things like, it's not a real school color, is what they say. Archie Manning wore powder blue. You can find a good picture of Archie wearing a powder blue helmet on the internet right now. What I think is the most iconic image in Ole Miss football, uh, maybe the the field storming after they beat Alabama in 14, I guess, but like the most iconic image to me in Ole Miss football is when Chucky Mullins is about to take the field uh, next to a really sharply dressed uh, head coach next to him, but he's got a powder blue lid on. The the fabric of your the, the most iconic people in your program wore that color. Archie Manning wore that color. Chucky Mullins wore that color. How is that not a school color? It is part of the fabric of your football program. It it is a school, maybe not an official one in in quotes. That's a school color though. Your legends wore it. So miss me with that. It looks amazing. It looks just like the Houston Oilers and the Houston Oilers used to have badass uniforms. It looks great. They did a good job with it. They need to fix the pants though. Pants, they just put stripes or something that that's, that's a bad look. Patrick's asking if this could be Kermit Davis's last season. These last couple of games have been hard to watch, and it was like that last season. The contract extension was a head-scratcher from Keith. I do think that was more in paper only than an actual true uh, extension. Um, I think that's in, in paper only. But, yeah, what's – and I've talked about it before here, but you guys know my stance on it by now. If you're going to be bad, be interesting. And Deshaun Ruffin can be a guy that at least draws you in 
uh, that that is compelling. He looks explosive, uh, but he is just a freshman coming off of an injury. And because of how pathetic they are at shooting the basketball, um, SEC teams are going to collapse the floor on him and really make it hard for him to get to the basket. And he's not a great shooter himself. Um, it's a it's a bad product right now. Simply put, it's a bad product. Can it become something else? Sure, it can. I, I, I don't want to write anybody off in December in basketball season. But right now, it's a boring product. They can't shoot. Uh, although they scored well yesterday, but Samford is not a good Southern Conference team. It's, it's not even an upper-tier SoCon team that they got beat by yesterday, so you should be able to score a little bit. But th- they can't. They can't score. They're a bad shooting team. And when you look at, like, Mississippi State played Furman the other night. Even Furman has a couple of dudes that can really make shots. Uh, They had somebody go off and play like the game of his life. But, no, Furman's got guys that can make outside shots consistently. Like, good shooters. I've watched college basketball, and I see these teams with good outside shooters. It almost doesn't have that at all. I mean, how last season you see a team that cannot make outside shots at all with any level of consistency, can't shoot, and they didn't improve at all, whether it be via the portal or or, they have nobody that can consistently make outside shots. And in modern basketball, college and professional, if you don't make outside shots, you're getting smoked. That's part of the game now and almost can't do it. It's uh, it's brutal. Um, I don't think that unless they go like, you know, over in the league that there will be a change. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, but it can get stale quickly. A bad basketball product in this state doesn't get supported. <laughs> doesn't get supported at all. And um, sadly, I think both programs are headed down that road. Although states metrics look pretty good. I think their roster is better as well uh, than Ole Miss's. Their metrics look fine right now, um, only because they have really quality losses. They haven't really uh, gotten themselves a quality win with what was a good non-conference schedule. Um, but right now, the basketball product is just brutal here. It's boring. It's th- There's nothing drawing you in at all to either program right now. Nothing drawing you in at all. Nothing. It's brutal. It's really brutal. Alexander says, I think it's the jersey being worn all the time that bothers those folks. Maybe, but it's a badass look. Excuse my language. It's a great looking jersey, though. It is. It's all it's a it's an awesome jersey. It's a great color. Um I understand that. I know people like tradition, but when you try to tell me it's not a school color, I, I your program's history tells me otherwise. It is one. Sex is like Ben Hallens saying state players practice 100 free throws a day only to go three from 16 from the line in their games. Yeah, they, I think, truthfully, I think state is better equipped to actually um, become a team that's dangerous in the SEC. I think they, they actually have the talent that can, you know, be competitive and, and fight for a tournament berth. And their metrics are much better than that of Ole Miss's right now. Um, I don't see it in Oxford at all. Uh, I mean, they can't score. They cannot score. Sometimes people overcomplicate analyzing sports, and it's really simple. 
they can't score the basketball. They have nobody that can make outside shots. Their sets take a really long time to develop as well. That's their issue. They have nobody that can score. When you can't score, you can't win. But anyway. All right, I've been delaying because I can't stand talking about this. Uh, Shepard Smith went on a rant the other day. Uh, I think he was interviewing the CDC director about how he's just he's sick of reporting about this. There's therapeutics. There's vaccines. When, at what point can we start moving on with our lives? It was it was a very passionate rant from Shepard Smith. And, yeah, the Ole Miss women's hoops team is rolling right now. Um, Coach Yo has done a fantastic job with talent acquisition. She's done a great job. She's pretty inspiring, too. If you listen to her talk, she's really inspiring. Like, I, I get why, why young women want to play for her. I would want to play for her. If I had a daughter, I would want her to play for Coach Yo. She seems really inspiring and, and engaging and, and really positive. I just love the energy. Anyway, um, we need more positive vibes around here in sports. You know, there's not enough positive people. It's all negative and, and all that. G- give me, you know, good good vibes from people. Need that in my life more. Anyway, I'm sick of talking about this just like all of you are. It, it is exhausting to sit down with my wife every morning, and we we put on like 15 minutes of the Today Show before we have to get going with our day. You know, she's got to get ready for work. I got to do this with you guys. I don't have to. I want to do this with you guys. There's a lot going on in the mornings, but we do sit down and catch the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of the Today Show. She loves the Today Show, Savannah and Hoda. Um, Hoda Cuppy's the best. She's a Saints fan. Love her. Um, but it's every day, every single day, constant. It's all you hear about constantly. This variant, that variant, this stuff, case numbers, all that. It's just, it's constant. And while it's real, you know, it's it's still out there. There is a variant that is uh, infecting people. That is a real thing. People are sick of it or exhausted by it. You've got more mandates and shutdowns and all this, and people are sick of talking about it. I am too. Um. I've gotten both my shots. I will be getting uh, the third when the time, when the recommended time comes, because I I do believe in it for what it's worth. It's not like I'm an anti, um, you know, not I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything like that to each their own in that regard. But I am sick of talking about it and hearing about it. But the problem is bull season could be is being threatened. You had reporting that the Miami program is dealing with it right now. I saw reporting this morning that the Georgia quarterback room is dealing with it right now, that uh, JT Daniels uh, has tested positive, at least according to somebody that I saw uh, put that out there. And they're going through contact tracing right now in the Georgia program. Uh, Alabama has decided to completely go into last year's protocols where they're doing meetings, their their team meetings and film sessions in bigger rooms and stuff like that. Uh, They're doing all these things. And now you've got it going on. In Oxford, Ole Miss was supposed to practice this morning. Uh, That practice did not happen uh, because of COVID. Now, apparently some players have been going through the the booster uh, process, and some of that has made them feel like crap. I uh, I talked to somebody the other day that got the booster, and it knocked them out for about a day, so maybe some of the players are going through that. But there has been some COVID issue within the Ole Miss program. Now, luckily – they're about to go home today for Christmas, and by the time they get to New Orleans to start practicing again, these issues, unless more pop up, should be cleared. 
but it's something to keep an eye on for sure. I mean, Ole Miss, again, they were supposed to practice this morning. They did not um, because of, to some degree of COVID issue, whether it's one positive test or, or five, or I don't know how many there are. And again, some of them were getting boosted, but that's a thing now. You've got it in Athens. You've got it in Miami. Now you've got it in Oxford. Uh, it's unfortunate, and I don't know. I don't quite understand how they go the whole season without getting tested. If they had all the uh, all the shots like Ole Miss did, and most of the SEC, basically all of the SEC had it. I think maybe they got to fourteen out of fourteen. Either way, they weren't regularly regularly tested during the season, and now. Why is it happening? Is it a bowl game requirement? I don't know the answer. Is the college football playoff making this happen? I don't know the answer, but I do know that we had a season that went by smoothly. There were no issues. Only one game, and it was because of Berkeley, was disrupted. Um, As far as I know, no players, at least in the SEC, were um, impacted negatively by anything that they did this year. So it was a really good, smooth year. But something is going on now. There is a reason that this is going on at multiple programs, and you just hope, I I hope, and I know you hope, that this stops here and doesn't extend on into when the games are going to be played and set them with you. You just put Matt Corral in a bubble. And, I mean, State's game is much sooner. Uh, So, knock on wood, haven't heard anything going on there. But, yeah, put Will Rogers in a bubble. Have him have Matt Corral practice in a hazmat suit, whatever it takes to get this done. But um, whether you agree or disagree with why it's happening or how it's happening or the process in which it's happening, it is happening. And it's really unfortunate. And hopefully things will work not themselves out, but hopefully at least with the one of the two programs in this state that's having issues, things get worked out by the time they have to start practicing again and getting ready for the Sugar Bowl because they hadn't dealt with this all season long, and yet here we are. So is it threatening bowl season? Uh, I guess not. Uh, but there is red flags waving at the moment, and um, hopefully it won't disrupt anything major here soon. So... Thank you guys for tuning in. I know I, I I danced around it. I don't like talking about this. I'm kind of done with it. But uh, I appreciate you tuning in nonetheless, despite the uh, the COVID subject matter, because you just you can't get it anywhere else, right? You just cannot get Omicron talk anywhere else. You you, you can only get it right here. So yeah, that is out there. Uh, Ole Miss was supposed to practice this morning, and they did not, at least in part due to COVID. So we'll keep an eye on that. In the meantime, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. Actually, like the video as well. Despite the subject matter, please like the video. And uh, we'll be back with normal sports talk tomorrow. Y'all have a good day. See you then. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.